Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It PC, Season 2, Episode 18. I am your host, Lucas Drake, also joined by three more lovely hosts, Patrick Fergus, LT, Liam Tompkins, and Cole Dickinson. Uh, we got a lot of stuff stacked for today. Another uh, one thing that I do want to talk about, especially with Cole, is the Heat versus Celtics game, mm. which uh, Cole had so much confidence into that game seven uh, i think there was a bet that was if boston won he would have to get a jt zero tattoo on his arm and lt was super into that but uh you just start off with that cool did cool i just want to hear your thoughts yeah so i was watching game six and i was absolutely freaking out because the celtics did their best job possible in game six to choke they they choked. They did it. They choked. It was done. Game was over. They choked. Perfect. Great way. Great prediction by me. Awesome. Love to see it. Then Marcus Smart misses the last shot to the only place where the Celtics could have won the game. And Derek White made a phenomenal play. Pushed it to seven. But the Celtics were cooked at that point. The Celtics' luck had run dry. The luck of the Irish had run dry. Game seven, they came out, laid an egg. I know people are going to talk about the excuses. Oh, Jalen Brown was hurt. Uh, Jason Tatum was hurt. Jimmy Butler hurt his ankle in game four, I believe. Not, not, not a word was said about that. You know, so I, Tyler Hero's out. Tyler Hero's not even played in the playoffs in the Heat are here. So I don't want to hear any excuses about injuries. Like, uh, the, the, the Heat's leading scorer has literally not played this playoffs. And they're still, they still took... They still beat the Celtics and made the finals. So I don't want to hear any excuses about any injury. The Celtics are a more talented team. Missoula got outcoached. Their star player got outplayed. And honestly, the role players for the Celtics didn't do enough either because the Miami Heat role players did a lot more. Caleb Martin was phenomenal. Probably should have been the conference finals MVP. Uh, but it was always going to Jimmy. The, the only thing I have to complain about the Heat is... Bam offensively needs to stop trying to be Kobe Bryant. He needs to be a big. He needs to stop trying to take fadeaway mid-range shots with Derek White guarding him and go to the go to the rim. Other than that, I, I like where the Heat are at. I wasn't worried about the series. I got a little. I was stressing, as you guys can uh, attest to, about Game Seven. I thought the Celtics did. I actually said that I would pick the Celtics if they made it to a game seven and i did i did actually think they were going to win that game yeah. but you know now lt i have a question for you yes, sir does this does this aid or hurt jason tatum's superstar conversation that we always had I mean, about cole saying about cole saying that he's not a superstar but i just want to know what well, well how did he do in this series lt and what are your I thoughts feel like on this it? podcast has been way too much superstar <laughs> But that's a completely different story. I'll say it one last time. Um, I mean, dude, the Celtics, they came back 3-0, lost game seven. Obviously, you guys all saw it. But, like, Bam Adebayo, you nailed that one. I uh, I can't disagree, or I can't agree more with that. I mean, he didn't box out in game six either. I feel like he kind of choked that more than the Celtics choked. But with Jason Tatum, um, you can't. I don't know. He has to be uh, a little bit lower on my tier. I don't know if he's not a superstar anymore. I don't really know if it matters. But, like, 
he obviously under underperformed in that um game seven. I think he had like fourteen points, sixteen points, something like that. But um, he was missing all of his shots. He twisted his ankle in the first quarter, like his first shot. Not sure. I mean, real hoopers know though. When you roll your ankle, that shit really hurts. But like, I'm not yeah, sure. If he was definitely affected. I don't know, man. Obviously, I still think he's a superstar in the NBA. But like, I think it does impact a lot of his. Um, definitely impacts him a lot when it comes to how people rank him. When when you get down to all the superstar talk, it's it's all semantics, right? It's putting a label on a player. Yeah. Is the question yeah. is is Jason Tatum a player? who you can build around on a championship team. I think he has that kind of skill. I do think he has that kind of skill. Obviously, there are some glaring holes in his game. Cole and I talk about it all the time. The mid-range is just not there. He's either going to take take it to the basket or try a three. Like He is a very talented player with a lot of room to improve. But the fact is that the, the, the Celtics as an entire team underperformed this series. There is, and I say coaching is undervalued in this sport. But there is very rare times in this sport where coaching can outdo talent, right? In this series, you saw coaching outdo talent. I, that's my opinion. In, in like ten, nine out of 10 times, talent's going to over, no matter how good of a coach you are, if your team's just not talented enough and there's not enough, uh, and the other team's got on paper is way more talented than you on paper. The Celtics should have won this series. I don't think anybody can disagree with that. They are a way more talented team than the heat, but they underperformed. I mean, Jalen Brown in game seven, Jesus, eight turnovers, taking some of the dumbest shots I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, you can't use the Tatum ankle thing as an excuse for why they lost the game because the, the whole team played like shit. Obviously, Tatum was compromised. It's not what you want to see. I wanted to see a great game. Like, this has been a great series, a lot of exciting stuff. Like, I wanted to see a, a great game seven. This game kind of sucked because the first play of the game, <clears throat> you know, arguably the best player on either team gets injured and he's compromised. I'm surprised they, 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 hey, can I just say something about that real quick? I, I, I can, I will give the Celtics an excuse. Tatum got hurt in Game 7, and that was a big reason why they lost Game 7. But they did not lose the series because Tatum got hurt in Game 7. They lost the series because they went down 3-0 and were pathetic in the fourth quarters of Game 1. They, they should have lost. That's why they lost. And honestly, they should have lost Game 6. Like when, they should, when, Yes, 100%. When, when they got outplayed in the fourth quarter, as you just said, the fourth quarter it seems to be the problem for this team. They can't close. Whatever reason, they can't close. Tatum it just is not aggressive enough. Players aren't hitting their shots. The defense isn't good enough. But like that when that Derek White, when Derek White put got that put back in with 0.1 second left on the clock, I'm like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna happen now. Because that kind of thing doesn't just happen in any series, right? Where it's like this is this is like a game they should have lost. They basically lost. Jimmy makes three three throw free free throws after a horrendously stupid foul by Al Horford. Uh you're like, okay, the game's over, the series is over. And I don't think it gets talked about Marcus Smart with three guys on him gets about the cleanest shot you can get. I mean, it, it, it rolled out of the rim. Like it wasn't like a bad that's, shot. That's, like, I, it wasn't a bad shot. It, it was a good shot. My question is whenever I feel like whenever these moments come for the Celtics, it's always Marcus Smart taking the shot. I don't know why. <laughs> exactly. Is. Yeah. I, I, I really don't understand it. That that play Tatum was covered, right? But what is Brown doing? Was, Brown yeah. was just kind of standing in the middle. He wasn't really moving that much. Uh, you know, 
Smart gets open, gets the shot off to his credit, gets a good shot off. It bounces the right way for the Celtics. But like once they once they get that game, I'm like, okay, they're gonna win. I, I was fully confident. I was if I had to pick my life on the line, I would have picked the Celtics to win game seven after that game six. And you just gotta give credit. I'll let you guys, you know, butt in here in a minute. I know I've been talking a little bit, but like you gotta give the Heat credit, man. They are about the yeah. most resilient team you can possibly imagine. Imagine your team losing a game like that, a game they basically won, and coming back and just absolutely controlling the entire game on the road game seven to go to the finals. Like they're unbelievable. And Caleb Barton was huge. Their, their role players stepped up big. And as much as I criticized Bam offensively, defensively, he was phenomenal in game seven, phenomenal defensively in game seven. Yeah. But when you want to talk about underperforming offensively, I think Marcus smart, as much as we're talking about him right now, I mean, obviously they're not expecting him to go out there and drop like 25 a game or something like that. But you got to hit your shots when you're open. I mean, like, I feel like this entire series, like, he just wasn't himself when it comes to the three-point ball. And I feel like he made his career almost performing in the playoffs. Um, That's where he got his popularity and the love from the fans. And he really didn't show up for me. Usually he's like that third guy that you can rely on in, like, the corner. Somebody to get a good shot off an open three. But when it comes to an offensive underperformance, I really think that Marcus Sparks' name should be mentioned along with Jalen Brown. And kind of Jason Tatum, like you said, with the injury, it's a little hard to say what he could have done that game because we don't know how bad he hurt his ankle. Maybe it didn't hurt a lot. Maybe it hurt a lot. Who knows? There's no reason. I'm not saying that they should have won game seven or advanced or anything. The Heat won. I'm not saying it's just because Tatum. They were down 3-0, so the Heat obviously won the series. This was all a long shot to begin with. I'm not defending Jason Tatum in any way like that, but I'm just saying if he performed a little bit better, maybe – we'd be having a different conversation. Maybe, but the guy I want to talk about because we've talked about Jason Tatum to death at this point and we're not going to change each other's opinion. The guy that I want to talk about is a guy that I've constantly defended in the past and even have said at times I think is better than Jason Tatum, and that's Jalen Brown. Yep. <laughs> and Jason Tatum, I am I am sorry that I ever said that Jalen Brown was better than you, ever. Not a chance in hell is Jalen Brown. Better nah, didn't, they, didn't they show that crazy stat of Jalen Brown having more turnovers yep. than the whole Miami team? He had more turnovers than Jalen Brown himself. I, and I still believe in Jalen Brown, the talent. I, I do believe in him. I, I don't think he's a bad player. But he had, a, he had an opportunity to say, I am a number one option. I can be relied on as a number oh, one option. Yeah. With the ball in my hand, create my own shot. And he just can't do it consistently enough. He is not a good ball handler. He has his moments of being a good ball handler, but he is so loose with the ball at times, it's it's frustrating. How many times did Jimmy just take the ball out of his hands this series? Not only that, picking Jimmy was picking off passes from the entire Celtics team the whole series. The Celtics were pathetic in terms of taking care of the ball in big moments when they needed it. And Jalen Brown was a big part of that because he can't handle the ball. He's not a good passer, and this has always been my problem with the Celtics. They rely so heavily on moving the ball around and getting open threes, but they don't have the personnel to play that way. They try to play like the Warriors, but they don't have anyone that's a, that's an elite passer. And I, I want to commend Jason Tatum because he's actually turned into their best passer. But the fact of the matter is Malcolm Brogdon and Jason Tatum are their two best passers, and that's not going to cut it with the kind of basketball that they clearly want to play. It's not working. They need someone to come in who can 
slow down an offense, get them into their sets, and they can play real basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown, he's a really tricky player because, like you said, it's the one number one option. I think it's obvious he can't carry a team like Jason Tatum is. That goes without saying. But mm-hmm. we're all Knicks fans here, so I'm going to say Oh, uh, we're, we're losing oh, LT. Hold, hold on, LT, hold on. Hold on. No, we're yeah. losing. You left you for a second there. All right, you're Did good you now. Nah, no, you're good. Nah, yeah, I can't. We can't. Just, just, just go, go right now. Yeah. Oh, shit, it lagged again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we're losing LT. <laughs> I, think, I, think we're losing LT. I think what I think what LT is trying to say is that uh, – are you trying to say that the Knicks should, should <laughs> look into Jalen Brown? We are leaving I'm this lagging. in. Yeah, I'm, we are lagging, leaving this I'm in. lagging. I don't know what's going on here. Jalen Brown. Oh, go. Speak. Speak. Let's You're good. talk about the Knicks for a second. I know we're all Knicks fans here. That's what I'm trying to say. Jalen Brown, <laughs> I think with Jay, uh, Jason. Hold on, Knicks think... fan. I'm a Knicks fan, bro. Oh, shit. LT's lagging in. All right. I'm going to pick up where LT because I know where he's going. <laughs> Jalen Brown on the Knicks Fuck with Jalen Brunson. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> This shit ain't dropping. This episode is coming out. Nah, fuck that shit. J- J- <laughs> That's fucked up. J- <laughs> I know where he's going with this. Let, me, right, let me pick up. I'm back. I can talk. Right, go. Nah, nah, yeah, you're back. Go, go. You're gonna start talking. It's gonna. All right, go. go. I think Jalen. This is what I'm trying to say. I think Jalen Brown and Jason, or Jalen Brown and Jalen Brunson, can make a really good duo in New York if they can make yes. the right trade. That's all I, have I, to say. I, I agree. My bad. Bro. I agree. <laughs> I agree, and yeah. I also I do think I still think Jalen Brown has the upside to be a number one if he if he can improve his ball handling. And improve as a passer, I think he can legitimately be a number one because he makes tough shots and he can make sh- he, like there's no doubting he can make shots. It's just he's not good enough at getting himself good shots right now. And if he can improve his ball handling and be able to consistently get himself better looks, then I think he can be a number one option. But right now he isn't. That's just what. Yeah, no. Right now, yeah, because I don't think the Knicks should take a chance on another kind of mid player right now. Like currently, he is a mid player. I don't think the Knicks should take a chance on that because I know every time I talk well, with Knicks a- fans and you, LT and Pat, you guys are always talking about how we always need that one star player. Well, but I just don't think Jalen Brown. First of all, is. okay, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown is not the answer to our. Uh, you know, I we need a that. number one bona fide. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree. I agree. I think I don't think it would, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. But I mean, the guy who reminded me sometimes of the Ju- of Julius with these handles. I mean, it's like he can't even hold <laughs> on to the ball. And he had a golden opportunity, golden opportunity, bro. Like Tatum is hobbling up and down the court. Clearly he is not going to be effective this game. Like this is your moment to, to show us something on the national stage game seven, you know, play up to what you like. He makes these shots that you're, you know, you are like, Holy shit. What a shot. Like he has that skill. It's not, it hasn't been channeled into the correct avenue for him so i think i don't know where he's going if he's going to request a trade or something is his contract up this season uh no next year next year so i mean i i don't get the vibe that uh, that they're you know best friends him and tatum or anything like that so i don't 
I wouldn't be surprised. I, have, I wouldn't be surprised if he left, to be honest. I have an interesting comparison. I think the Celtics are turning into the Yankees a little bit. They continually are just running back the same core of players without doing anything to try to switch it up. They need turnover. They need Missoula to be gone, as much as I hate to say it, because he's a young coach, and I think he's been getting too much slander. I also don't think coaching is as important as people think. I think they need a better team structure. They, they are full of 3 and D guys with a wannabe Paul George in Jalen Brown. That's, that's literally their team. It's a bunch of 3 and D guys, and they got Robert Williams and, and, and Jalen Brown. And Tate, like I've said this before, and I, it's an extreme comparison, but Jalen Brown, I mean, Jason Tatum really is a, a superstar 3 and D player. Like, there's nothing. Offensively, it's drive to the rim or it's a three. The mid-range game is non-existent, and he plays good defense. We know that. J- Jason Tatum needs to improve his game as well. Uh, it's a, it's going to be – that's something that has to happen. They also need turnover. I think – listen, I know LT is not going to like this, but – I'm already in a bad mood. Chris, getting, you could say anything, and I'll just be good. <laughs> Awful mood. Chris Paul. Chris Paul might be the answer for this team. Chris Paul might be the answer. If you give, I don't know how much AP zero rings. And and to be honest, even if he's not, you have to do something. You have to take a chance because what's what what they have right now clearly is not the answer. They've run this team back for seven years or six years, seven years. They have nothing. Uh, they have okay. I don't want to say nothing. They don't have a ring yet. That's the goal. If the Celtics were to sign Chris Paul, thirty-eight-year-old Chris Paul, old man. If they were to sign him, it would be one of the worst decisions in recent Celtics history. I kind of hope that they do it so we can see what happens because I know that there would be nothing but failure for that team. I mean, obviously, I'm not, they were not going to win a ring with Chris Paul. And like you're saying, if they're not going to win, i probably consider it a failure because the Celtics have been to the Eastern Conference Finals countless times in recent memory. So they will miserably fail at winning the finals. That's what I would say. What what, yeah. what I know is that the Celtics need to do something, whether Chris that's Paul's trade not, for Chris Paul, whether whether that's try to trade and listen to these two names, whether it's try to trade for Damian Lillard or Trey Young, like yeah, do something, do something. Yeah. But you cannot run it back with this same exact team and expect a different result when you've gotten the same result every year and that's losing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how All I. All right. Well. Concluding that series, that means the Heat advance to the finals, and they are going against the Denver Nuggets. Mm. Uh, I want to hear your preview of this game and also your prediction. Um, I just want to hear. It. Yeah, here. I mean, what this is? This is one v eight, right? This Nuggets were the one, the, the one seed, right? Yeah, uh, yeah this is. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, man. I mean, <laughs> I keep doubting the Heat, and they keep proving me wrong. They've proven everyone wrong. I I would be absolutely shocked and chagrined if they won this series against the Nuggets. I would honestly be would be uh, I would I think I think it would be like one of the most improbable runs to the finals I think I've ever seen. Like actually winning a final. Like actually going would it be all the, the first way. ever Would it be the first ever 8 seed to win a championship? Or has that ever happened? It might have happened like the 1950s, but I don't think it's happened recently. I mean, I know I know eight seeds ever won. I know a couple have made the, the finals. They would, I think they would definitely be the first eight seed to to win the finals. But uh, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have too much to say. I, I think the Nuggets are a far, far superior team. And I think this, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't the Celtics. I don't think you're not going to get too many. You're not going to get a stinker of a night from the Nuggets. They are about the most consistent team you've ever, like, you'll ever watch. They are bang on consistent. Sometimes they're, you know, they're shooting a little less, but they're still, they're not a stagnant offense like the Celtics. They don't rely entirely on the shot. They can score other ways. They're they're versatile. They, you know, Aaron Gordon. I don't think gets nearly enough credit. He is a great, great player, uh, and he brings like a versatility and athleticism to the team. Jokic, you've seen what he does on the fast break. Uh, a, a great passing center is heavily underrated. J- uh, Jamal Murray seems to be back to form to what he was a couple years ago. I would I would say Nuggets in five or six, and if the Heat win this, it will be in seven games. And if they win this, I will be about as surprised as I'll ever be in an NBA series in my life. I hate to yeah, I hate I'll to see. sleep on the Heat like this. When you're looking at a team like the Nuggets, as I was having a conversation with my friend the other day, I really think that the Nuggets have the possibility to be the next NBA dynasty. It'll be the next Golden State. I really think they can go out there and just win three out of the next five championships. Um, I really think they're that good. Jokic is a future all-time great if he's not already. And you have somebody like Jamal Murray behind him who's playing like he used to play, notorious for showing up in the playoffs as well, having multiple 50-point games, which is ridiculous. You really don't think about that when you see the 50-point playoff performances. He really sticks out there. Um He's a young kid still, and so is Jokic. They're really, I mean, they're just entering their primes. Um, like I said, not to hate on the Heat, they had a great run. Um, eight seed, like we all said, it's it's a long shot to win. But I'm going to say Nuggets in five. I'm almost giving the Heat no chance to win. Uh, great season, Jimmy Butler. Great season, all them. But, like, we got the Denver Nuggets. It's their time to shine now. I think LT, we you're, falling in, you're falling into the trap. The Heat are going to win in four games. God damn it. I'm, well, hey, if I fell in the trap, I, I'll admit this <laughs> right now. I think the Nuggets got it, man. They got to prove me wrong. They got to prove me dead wrong. So this is how I look at it. They have arguably the best player in the world, Nikola Jokic. Obviously the best player in this series, Nikola Jokic. And I could argue that right now, Jamal Murray is the second best player in the series as well. And Jamal Murray in my opinion, is one of the most underrated offensive players in the sport. The way he can create his own shot, the way he handles the ball, a really good passer. The only reason his assist numbers are at like six a game is because he's not asked to be the primary playmaker. That's Jokic. If I, I think I think Murray could average nine assists a game if he was asked to be a real point guard, a true point guard. But the Nuggets, they just they just make shots. They just make shots. They don't. They score so efficiently, and I don't know if the Heat have the personnel to stop that. As much as I love Bam as a defender, like AD Anthony Davis could not do anything with Jokic. Like Bam is not going to stop Jokic. It's not happening. They're they need to. What the Heat need to do to win is take everybody else out of the game. If they're going to lose, they need to make Jokic beat them. Jokic needs to have 50 point games, 50, 50 points, 20 rebounds and 15 and, and no, sorry, 50 points, 20 rebounds and like three assists. They need to ha- make Jokic be a scorer and not a playmaker because Jokic is a great scorer, 
but the Nuggets win because Jokic is an efficient scorer and an amazing playmaker. The only chance he have is to is to take that away. So I I don't know how they're gonna do it because no one has been able to do it. And the Lakers one after the trade deadline were the best defensive team in basketball. And it's hard for me to believe that if the Lakers couldn't do it, that the Heat are. So I'm gonna go Nuggets in four. I think it's gonna be a clean sweep. I think Jimmy's banged up right now. Uh, I don't. He's not playing his best basketball. As much as people were hyping up, and I myself included, I was as well. He really hasn't been playoff Jimmy since game two in Boston. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much. I would agree mostly with that. But um, when you talk about um the Denver Nuggets, right, with Jokic, everybody, it's gonna take Jokic's whole career for somebody to figure him out. You know, like I don't think I don't think there's a chance Bam Adebayo figures this guy out. I mean. We saw Anthony Davis, like you said, arguably the best rim protector. But Jokic has so much more to his game that he doesn't even have to shoot, like finish on Anthony Davis in the paint, nothing like that. He can pass it, give it to his teammates, hit those mid-range shots, hit those crazy step-back threes that he's been hitting. I mean, it's almost impossible to find an answer to him. And I just, I feel like it's almost impossible for Miami. Am I, am I, am I out of my mind to think that Nikola Jokic in terms of just skill and what he can do offensively is maybe one of the best offensive players Easily. you've ever seen in your life. If not, if not the best, where, where does he, where does he rank all time when he uh, inevitably wins his series and gets his first championship? Cause now he's what a two time should have been three time MVP. He's going to win finals MVP. If they win this series, would he be a top five center all time? You think if he won? Oh uh, yeah. Cause like how uh, many how many players so how many players are multiple how many players are multiple MVPs and then have a Finals MVP in the championship? Yeah, like, you can't name a lot, especially in the center position. Don't give me Bill Russell. Stop. Exactly. Okay, stop yourself. Without looking in the all, all all respect all respect to his you know five hundred thousand championships. I don't really give a fuck. Okay, I'm I'm taking Jokic. Uh, Oh, I'm not even counting. I wasn't even counting Will and Bill. The the only two guys, and this might sound crazy, but the only two guys that right now I would for sure take over Jokic are Shaq, who's easily the most dominant player I've ever seen in my life, and Kareem. That's where the list ends. That's really where the list ends. I could could agree. I could agree. I would throw. I would probably throw Hakeem in there, but I would still take Jokic over Hakeem. Like if, I would throw Hakeem in there as well because Hakeem in his prime, I would yeah, take great, over Jokic. Yeah, great footwork. The fact of the matter is, uh, Elijahwan's peak was so short that I don't know what to, I don't know how to like. Like Elijahwan might be the also, goat center also, at his peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, he might be, but the defense. The the post scoring, he was a good passer too. That's probably Hakeem's most underrated thing. Uh, it was passing, but his his peak, I I could argue that Hakeem was the best center ever at his peak, but I just don't think he did it long enough. And when's the last time we saw a center lead a team to win the NBA Finals? Like, really think about that. When's the last time we saw that? It's been a pretty long time. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, because Dirk was a power forward. I mean, Dirk was the last big man to truly do it. Um, but in, in terms of time. true center, it's been a while. in terms of true center, you'd, you'd, you'd have to go back to Shaq. And even that he had Kobe Bryant. I mean, yeah, I would, I would do like and Shaq. And I mean, yeah. Shaq and even like, you no, know, 
you have D- Tim Duncan and Duncan Rob- uh, David Robinson. True. But I mean, well, yeah. they, they, they bounce off each other, yeah. really. It's not like one right. guy yeah. as the center. I mean, I just think I think it's crazy how underrated this guy is, like, truly. I mean, he's been <laughs> – he has been, like, historically, historically great. And when he wins this championship, I think he, he should get his flowers. He should get the kind of recognition that he deserves. Um, yeah. Because everyone – I mean, it's so obviously clear that he got uh, – Voter fatigued out of a out of a third MVP this season, uh, which honestly, which honestly, I like because they did it to Jordan and LeBron. And if they didn't do it to Jordan and LeBron, I'd be more mad about it. Uh, but yeah. the fact of the matter is, LeBron should have won five straight MVPs, and they robbed it from him. So I'm not going to complain about it. Joel, yeah. congratulations. Um, <laughs> does, do these two teams kind of have a rivalry or no? Because uh, it was a fight a long time ago. But that, yeah. It was between but like it was it, between it, Jokic's brothers and someone on the Heat. Was it? Yeah, but was like because well, um, uh, Jokic, Jokic fucking Morris checked. I, I forget it's who it was. He, he Marcus Morris. Yeah, Marcus Morris. Morris. He no. I mean, Mar- I think yeah. Mark. Heath. Mark. Marcus Morris was on the Heat. I think it was Markeith. Whatever. I think it might have been Markeith. I thought it was Johnson. Somebody looked at. It might have been. It, it actually, yo, <laughs> it might have been Johnson because he was on the I'm Heat for a long time. I don't know who it was. I just remember Jokic's brothers were yeah. ready to fight the whole Heat team. Yeah, it was, nah, it was that picture it was of the Heat. That picture, that picture of the Heat in the back though was kind. Is kind of cold when Jimmy Butler said, "Meet us in the back." Yeah, and that picture that came out of it was fire. So I don't know if there was still a rivalry between them or if they like settled it. And the thing uh, is, Jimmy, Jimmy will use that. Jimmy will use that. He'll try to make that a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jokic doesn't have things like that, though. He just goes out there and puts up yeah. godly numbers. Bro, he doesn't need bulletin board fodder. He he literally yeah. he's just going out to play basketball. Like, I don't. I, I mean, obviously, in the heat of the moment, any athlete's going to get, uh, you know, riled up about it. But I mean, that's just. I don't think he's. I don't. I mean, how do you get under somebody like Jokic's skin, who's like so carefree about that shit? But that's the thing. Like, it, it almost seems like I. Obviously, this isn't true. But like, it almost Jokic plays like he doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Like he. Like he could care less. Like he could. He could hit the crazy shot ever. He doesn't give a fuck. He but, does get heated though sometimes. Yeah. When if you if you like you get physical with him, and even that, if you mess with Jimmy, him. Jimmy Butler's going to get in his head or something. He's got his brothers to deal with him. Like, I feel like he doesn't even have to fight his own battles. His brothers are these huge bad mother effers out there. You know, they're, they're, they're talking trash for him. He doesn't even have to talk. I think, I think, I also, yeah. I also think the Jimmy Butler killer thing gets a little overblown. He's like, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a fourth quarter guy. He shows up when it matters, but I mean, he's not like, I was yo. I was he's, a, he's not I was some like Butler guy. master where he's like he's not a Jordan. Like stop. Like come on. Yeah. It's, it's I was Jordan's son. I was, Jordan's son. I was a Jimmy Butler That's guy true. until I saw a tweet saying that that Jimmy Butler has ten times the killer instinct as LeBron. I all of a sudden I became a huge. There, Jimmy there was there was so much so many times during that Celtics series where he was hesitating on all his shots. Were like I don't I don't really buy that. Didn't he much. shoot? Am I, am I tripping? Or was he like five of twenty-two in Game Six? Yeah, like, like they should have won that. They, that sh- it shouldn't have come down to that. Like he should have been like, if he went seven of twenty-two, they win that game. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, but, yeah. but then he's at the free throw line and he doesn't even touch the rim. It just it's all straight net on those Money. free throws. Yeah. Like no, there's you, you knew he was making all three of those. There was no doubt he was going to make all three of them. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about coaching a little bit. <laughs> Pat hit on it a little bit earlier. We can, we can make it. We can Pat make it. Thinks- we can make it quick. But I, I was thinking about this while I was working the other day, and I was like, "Where will?" Because Eric Spolcher has Eric Spolcher has two championships. He's clearly, uh, you know, hall of fa- future Hall of Fame coach. But where does yeah. where do you think he ranks all time coaches if he's able to win this? Because my view is he finally gets a a championship outside of the LeBron teams, right? Where it's like you have these great coaches like Phil Jackson and uh, and Popovich or fucking you know Pat Riley Red Red Auerbach if you want to go all the way back there, uh, like. There's, there's, they have all these championships and they have like these superstar players, but they also like if Spolster was able to get a championship outside of the super team Miami Heat kind of thing, I think he, I think there's only two coaches I would take over Spolster all time, and that would be Phil Jackson and uh, Greg Popovich, and I'm interested to hear you guys. Uh, well, I, I, you know how I feel about this. I think coaching is overrated. But I would put him <laughs> number. I would put him number four all time, and the guys that take over him would be the greatest of all time, Red Auerbach, who was the Celtics head coach back in the in, back in those days. Don't care. Number two, I would take Pat Riley over him, the Showtime Lakers coach. Number three would be Phil Jackson, and then number four would be Spo. Are and, we uh, number about five. Steve Kerr? Number five would be Steve Kerr. I might put Steve Kerr over. Spo- ah, Where, where's Pop- where's Popovich? Oh, yeah, you didn't where's Popovich? Popovich uh, five, five, five championships oh, over 20 boy. years. Okay. Spread out. Okay. We got a hot take okay. here. Oh, no. Not another okay. one. Not another one. Why isn't he in his, your top five? Look at his roster, please, and tell me it's for the same reason. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because because you know what I'm holding grudges. I want I want Pop gone. I want Belichick gone. They're not top five coaches of all time. <laughs> I want them gone. Nah, nah you're actually. Nah, crazy. Uh, you're actually he's they get no respect until they're gone. He's just being that guy. He's just being that guy. I am being that guy. Being that guy. I'm 100 <laughs> being that guy, and I will be that guy until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I thought they had. I thought they had to get. I thought they had to go, and then you'd get over. <laughs> Oh yeah, well when they go, I'll, I won't be that guy. But I'll continue. I'll be it for someone else. Wait till Spolstra turns seventy, bro. I'll be that guy. I don't. I, th- I don't think. I think Pavlovich has. I think he has to be it above Spolstra, even if he wins his championship. I mean, I just don't think. Like Spolster. Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili are like. They're good players, but they're not. They're not like on that level, and he. When and Pop he, goes, I'll show him his respect. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't he having an argument with uh? Actually, you know what? I don't even really? like. I don't even like Phil Jackson. Fuck him! I'll put Pop on there. Yeah, Phil. Phil Jackson ruined the day. Right, no, yeah, Phil Jackson's a Phil Jackson's an undercover agent for yep. the Lakers, and he just ruined the Knicks. He did. All right. Speaking of right. speaking of old Moving. fucks, I want to talk about this. I'm oh, sorry to cut yeah. you off. Oh shit! I'm sorry to cut oh, you shit. off. What the fuck is wrong with these old geezers impregnating these uh, impregnating these twenty five year olds with children? Uh, that are going to see them because uh, they're going to die wait, in two years. Wait, I, yeah, 
I was—I swear to God, I thought that was going somewhere else, and I was about to call out my dad, bro. I thought you were gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with Rick Dickinson?" <laughs> going in my DMs. I swear to God, I thought that's where that was going. DMs, bro. Stay in my DMs. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I kind of if anybody, if anybody's, pay, if anybody's pay, paying attention to the news. Uh, very, very famous, accomplished, some of the greatest actors of all time, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, now into their you know early to mid-80s. So they're pretty fucking old, if I do say so myself, uh, as a young whippersnapper. Um, they're, they're having children. They're still having a, fu- they're still having a fun time. Bro. They're having children at 83. Yeah, that's more than a fun time. That's the point. Obviously, I don't think this is intentional, but like, dude. 83 oh, years wait, and you, I, and you, you can't pull out? Like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> no, I said we, we should be more family friendly before the spot started, but, bro, how are their dicks still working, bro? How? 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 How is it still working? That's crazy. Bro, they got li- 83. They got, you know in movies? You know in movies? They got Olympic swimmers, bro. <laughs> Holy but, shit. But you, know when, you know in movies when, uh, like, it'll be like a. I don't know, like a 55-year-old guy and they're hitting on like a 25-year-old and they're like, oh, you could be my dad, blah, blah, blah. Bro, this scenario, they could be their grandpa. Grandpa. That's Grandpa Pacino impregnating a fucking 29-year-old girl, bro. That's so weird. You're out of order. I don't, I don't, what, gives you, what gives you the motivation to have a kid at 83? They got some, they got some weirdos Damn. in Hollywood, man. We got Nick Cannon walking around nah. giving his seed to whoever wants it. Hey, I mean, yeah. we got Al Pacino and nah, but, nah, but the kids real... when they're in their mid-80s. Like, what is happening? Hey, guy. If just... he gets whacked, nah, you know. Yeah. But, nah, hey, but the real question is, the real question is, who's doing all the work, though? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because he's old as hell, though. So, like, how has he, he got that energy to do that? I'm telling you right now, Pacino's putting in no work. De Niro, maybe a little. I'm bit. telling you right now, Pacino's three pumps. <laughs> Pacino's putting in no work. De Niro might be might, maybe a little bit. Three pumps is all you got. Maybe a- <laughs> right now, Pacino's three pumps. <laughs> and then he's done, bro. That's <laughs> just, bro. They call him two pump Al, bro. That's what they call him. Say hello they to my little friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's done, bro. And then he's done. He's done. And De Niro's like, he just touched it a little bit. He just touched it a little bit. <laughs> Yo, I think I think De Niro's still got a little bit in the tank, bro. De Niro's uh, got a bro, they made like they made like a dirty grandpa movie with that guy like twenty years ago, sixty, and now like so he was already a grandpa twenty years ago, and now he's yeah. like that kid's never gonna know him. He's just gonna be like, oh, that's the guy with the money. That's the guy who gave us all the money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. If anything, he's blessed that kid with a great future. I just gotta say, Pat, that was a spot on pre- impression. That was really good. Good work. Yeah, yeah that, was, oh, that was a good impression. Thank you, thank you. All right, kind of moving on to another topic. We got an avid Kanye West fan here. Uh, what happened with Kanye? Is it something bad or is it something yeah, good? Yeah, our boy Kanye, man. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, usually, because right. usually these days it's always something bad with it's Kanye. Been really hard to be a- boys, we don't do three stripes. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's been tough being a Kanye fan recently. But like our boy Kanye West, he just uh, he re he rescheduled. I don't really know what the word is, but he rekindled his relationship with Adidas just for one time only for them to resell the rest of his shoes. Um, 
as I was on the sneakers app, or actually it was the Adidas app that they were selling them on for people to resell, obviously. They were going for some prices. I believe the blue Yeezy slides were going for 80 bucks, And the resell on them were nearly $2,000. So if anyone out there was lucky enough to get some of these shoes, man, just resell that. You could get so much money. I mean, I don't know what the reason to even wear them are. Shoes are kind of getting a little ridiculous, not even just with Kanye's shoes. Any Nike shoes that are dropping nowadays, people are yeah. buying them just to resell them. Jordan be glazing. I mean, uh, Nike be glazing Jordan, yeah, bro. You, you can't even wear God. the new shoes anymore. No. Yo, low-key, low I'm hitting sorry, on Jordans. They, there's like four good Jordans. Yeah, that's... Jordan ones, yeah, Jordan ones, ones freeze. Why the? Why the? Okay, first of all, I, when like Yeezys were like a big thing, when they were like really popular, right? Everyone was like, "Did you get Yeezys? You get Yeezys for Christmas?" I was like, "No." A lot of people had fake ones. Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't ask Santa to get me a three hundred fifty dollars shoe that looks like a fucking rug. <laughs> like my bad. <laughs> but like, I don't. I don't get the whole shoe thing. I really don't. Like, if it's a business, if you, you're selling it to make money, that's I get that right. Um, yeah, but like why anyone would spend more than I, if I ever spend more than a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, fucking shoot me and bury me in the ground, please. Cause I've lost my, Dude, no, my sense of, not of, of life. You should see these events that they have for these shoes, bro. And the way that people check Crazy. the way the shoes are real, like it goes all the way down to the smell <laughs> of the shoe. Yeah, like oh no, this shit doesn't smell right, but this shit fake, bro. Nah, it's not the real shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I'd be watching these videos, bro. It's insane, dude. You gotta watch some of those. But so they're not. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Are you gonna say something, Pat? No, no, no. I was just no. Okay, so <laughs> they're not. They're not making more no. Yeezys. They're just reselling the rest that yeah. they have, and that's why, hence, they're selling for so much. So like. People are buying them not even to wear them right now. They're buying them to resell them for like five thousand dollars. Just to resell them, yeah. yeah. Which isn't a terrible deal. Yeah. If you're if you're if that's your business, like good for you, man. You're making money. But mad yeah, profit. I, you can't even wear them. That's my only point. I think it's a little sad. What yeah. why why buy shoes you can't wear? Yeah. That's the point. I don't like that at all. I buy a that one doesn't, pair that, doesn't that doesn't go that doesn't fit with my brain. Like I don't understand buying that's like that's like I I'm maybe I'm just not a business savvy guy. Like I don't understand buying a car and not driving the car. Like it's a car. I want to drive the car. Yeah, it's what it's yeah. made for. I don't understand buying a pair of shoes and not wanting to wear the pair of shoes. When I buy the pair of shoes, I want them to be on my feet and wearing. And I wear them. That's why I buy the shoes. I don't get it. Well, yeah. I can get I can get people who are rich and they like the look of a shoe and they just want to keep it as like a collector's item. But the people that like. Oh sure! If you're, giving, if you're giving like a house tour and be like, "Hey, you know, Larry Bird wore these when he went to the McDonald's drive-through one time in like 1985," <laughs> and go ahead, but like, I don't know. Nah, yeah. All right, this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We are bringing uh, really? back Cole on <laughs> the pole. I saw some bullshit today on Twitter. Okay. And it comes from my man, my good friend, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, you know him personally? Uh, well, you know, great. He, Why don't you bring him on the pod? Yeah, what the hell? He's bro? a good friend. and he's, uh, We like to keep our relationship private. Oh. Okay. But so his, this, he came out with a list of the top players worthy of max contracts. Read it out. 
At number one, he had Steph Curry. Uh-huh. At number two, he had LeBron James. At number three, he had Giannis. At number four, he had Luka. And at number five, he had Old Jason favorite. Tatum. Ah, uh, speak of the devil. It's been all episodes. We have to talk about him. My ears are ringing. Right. Okay. Now, so, why is it a call on the poll? What I'm going to do is give my top five players oh, worthy shit. of max deals today in the NBA. To clarify. These are the to guys. Clarify, to clarify. That, is this... Is this just the five, or is there is this the top five that you would give? Is there only five players, or is this the top five? No, this this is I the top five. Just, this I think the, it's just. I this, think it's just the five because it's just super max. So you're not ranking. No, yeah, it, there there yeah. are more players I would give a super max to, but okay. these are my top five. Like the first five that come to your mind. The first player that comes to my mind. Are we gonna guess or you gonna? Oh, do you guys want to guess? You can get. Is that what we want to do? We want to guess? Yeah, I, thought, guess. I thought that's what calling the poll. I thought that's what calling the poll oh, is. No, we'll do guess. We'll do guess. All right. So guess. You guys can. You guys can say names. And you I'll gotta have Steph Curry on there. That's an easy one. Steph is on the list at number one, simply because mm. I don't think there's a more valuable player in the sport of basketball. Not only for marketing, not only on the court. I think there's an argument he's the best player on the court. And I think there's an argument that he's the most marketable player off the court. I think both of those are arguable, even if you want to disagree. I don't know that there's any other player that has that argument in the game today. So that's why Steph is number one. I don't even think I've I seen think- any- Oh, sorry. But I, this is just something stupid anyways. I just want to say it. Steph Curry, man, he's in so many commercials. I mean, it's completely off the topic. Yeah. But, like, dude, he's an basketball you think the guy? You think the guy owns Subway? The amount of Subway commercials yeah. this guy's in—it's I mean, unbelievable. He's making a lot of money. I already know it, man. Good oh, for get him. You, get your bag. Get yeah, your get bag. bag. He's also—he's also probably the only reason Under Armour is still a running brand. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. <laughs> uh, I would say, um, despite where he plays, I think he's becoming more and more marketable. Just because he's—you know—he's like a great guy. Has a great personality. It's hard not to like this guy. I'd say Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is number three on my list. Giannis, obviously a champion, still young, one of the top players of all time already at such a young age. He's an MVP. What more can I say about Giannis? He's marketable too. He's funny. I like what he does on social media. The fans like him. Great on the court. What more do you want? Nah, he's funny as hell on social media. Have you seen some of the things he comments on his wife's Instagram post? It's outrageous. And I'll never forget when he won the championship and went to like a, a Chick-fil-A and ordered yeah. and had fans like coming up to his window on IG Live and it was, it was so funny. I was watching that. I'm gonna take all right. I'm gonna hope that you made the that you didn't make the same mistake that Stephen A did and you included Nikola Jokic. I absolutely did include Nikola Jokic. Uh, I think him and Steph are the two arguable best players in the world. I have Nikola Jokic at number two on my list because, like Steph, I think on the court, at the end of the day, you care about the off-court in terms of marketability off the court, but you really want the on-court to match up with that, right? So Jokic on the court is arguably the best player in the world. So he's number two on my list. He's also young. Uh, he's right in his prime right now. He just lead the Nuggets to a champ. He's about to lead the Nuggets to a championship. So 
Jokic, I don't know how Stephen A left him off the list. Um, if I'm not wrong, this guy was on Stephen A's list, but I'm interested to hear if you have him on there because he is a fat European slob with terrible leadership skills. Uh, Luka Doncic. Luka is number four mm. on my list, mm. and I don't know, I don't know how you can speak to his leadership skills because you don't know him. But Luka is an amazing, amazing player. Do you and know? I think, I think yeah, Cole I knows him. Cole knows so him. that's why. I, that's why I'm not going to speak Cole on his leadership skills. Just skills leader. Absolutely leader. garbage <laughs> body language the entire game. All right. Well, yeah. I think um, he. I think he's got big things to come. So he would be my number four. All right. Let me guess Number this one. I don't think you guys are going to get Drake got it. Drake's getting it, bro. Um, dude, I, was, I was about to say it then. James Harden. Nah. <laughs> I was going to say LeBron James. I was going to say LeBron James. But <laughs> if you is. said we're not going to get it. I don't think he is. LeBron, LeBron is not one of the – he's not the one of the first five oh, I would give us a, a Supermax. He's too he's old too for old. <laughs> he is. He's like he's on the verge of retiring. I couldn't yeah, do it. That's a good idea. That's good. Yeah, you think, yo, yo, you think he's going to the Knicks next year? Yo, Maybe, we need that superstar <laughs> player. <laughs> I actually think he might take a year off and just wait for we Brian. We finally got LeBron. Now, apparently, 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 if he's supposed to go to any other team, the it's the the Knicks have the highest percentage of getting him. That's what they said in twenty in two thousand ten, bro. It's happened. They say that all the time, <laughs> many times. All right, I want to hear more guesses. Um, um, Jason Tatum. No. Yeah, that's that's funny. How about Devin Booker? <laughs> Bingo. Yes. Oh, Devin Booker is number five on, on the guys. I would give a call on the poll, baby. Shout out to Cole on the poll. <laughs> and the reason I went with Devin Booker, and I can and it was a tough choice because obviously Embiid just won an MVP, and I don't think he's the fifth best player in basketball. That's not what this list is. I don't know if he's even a top 10 player in basketball, to be honest. That's, but that's not what this list is. The fact of the matter is Devin Booker is 25, 26 years old. He's about to enter his prime. I think he's an offensive superstar. Shot maker, playmaking. I think he's an underrated defender. He can play defense when he wants to. Uh, he's obviously not the most consistent. I just think offensively, you get the full package with Devin Booker. And... It was tough between him and uh, and Jason Tatum for this spot. Um, I know, I know, I know. I laughed at it, uh, but I did. I did consider Tatum, and it just came down to the fact that I think Booker is a much more complete offensive player. And I don't think Tatum's defense makes up for that because offense, at the end of the day, is more valuable. I considered Embiid and AD, but they're both too injury prone. I considered LeBron, but he's too old. I considered KD. But I didn't want to put KD for some reason. I just didn't. Maybe I should have yeah, put KD, but I just didn't want to do it. You wanted to say something, Pat? I got two points. First of all, uh, leaving Theo Pinson off the list is reprehensible. You should be ashamed of yourself. God damn it. Take a long, go, go, home, go, home, home, take, go home, take a long, hard look in the mirror and, you know, really question your where your morals are at. Second of all, I, I'm, I'm surprised you've never held anything against Devin Booker. Uh, forgetting what your girl. Oh, listen, listen, listen. Me and Kendall have had our differences. Mm. <laughs> We've had our differences. And think... what, it, what it came down to was this. We both decided we wanted to focus on our careers. 
I think we should. She got. Listen, she got more stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More quickly than I did. So, she called me one night and was like, "Listen, Devin, listen. Devin, Devin just asked me out," and I, I gave her my blessing. I gave her my blessing because I'm not the type of man that's going to call. You know, Cole, you hold know, her hostage Cole. and say, "You have to wait for me." Cole, I wasn't ready. That shows. That shows true love because you're you're willing to let her go and be happy, despite you know your what? feelings. And you know what? One day, if we do decide to rekindle our fire, rekindle our fire, if you will, it will be <laughs> passionate. It will be beautiful. That's the top. Okay, call quick. Call the poll. Number one things Cole's ever said. That <laughs> rekindle. Rekindle. That was that was off the dome. I'm, I'm proud to say that was off the dome. That was, that was, that was, that was uh, So Lucas and LT. Before we wrap this up, <laughs> we we're going to Aruba. Oh yeah, we're going yeah. to Aruba. Yeah. We are going to so next week. We are so there will not well, there will not be an episode. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be me uh, rambling about nineteen psychedelic rock. If anyone wants to tune in, I'll be here. <laughs> you should actually you should actually do an episode with, do the, with Sloan I would and Joe. <laughs> the only people that didn't go to Aruba. Uh yeah, so we're going to Aruba. We're gonna have a great time. We're going to get very drunk. And we can say that because we will be eighteen and that's legal in Aruba. Yes. Hey, I didn't say it. Okay. Anyways, I don't. Um, I don't know what alcohol is. I'm. I'm legal to drink in Aruba, and I'm proud to say it. Actually, uh, speaking of, uh, Cole almost didn't go to Aruba because he oh, had yeah. to get his passport. What did you oh, do my. today, okay, Cole? So what did you do today? And just for the people wondering, uh, my day. I woke up at 3 a.m. To drive to Vermont. You know what time we're recording this episode? You know what time it is right now when I'm telling you this? It is 12.30 in the morning. I have not slept in like two days. I almost fell asleep driving to Vermont. So basically, I had to drive to the top of Vermont. The very tippity top of Vermont. I was, I was 10 minutes from the Canadian border. Not only that, my appointment was at 10 a.m. To, to do the passport shit and, and talk to the lady and get my passport. I had to wait till 3 p.m. to pick it up. So I had to burn five hours in Vermont next to the Canadian border. I'm not familiar with this area, so I had to just figure out what to do. So what I did was drive around and smelled all the cow shit because there was nothing but farms everywhere. I thought they had great maple syrup. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He could have found a diner. I know I was I was too busy watching suits in my car. Uh, that and that's another thing. Uh, I almost died today, guys, on the way back. Oh, yeah. I I really almost died today. There was I was on the highway driving back from Vermont, and a, a family of bears walked into the highway with no regard for their life or human life, and there was almost a massive twenty car wreck. Somehow, no one hit anybody. <laughs> The bears were fine. All the humans were fine. All the machines, aka cars, were fine. The only thing that was not fine was me freaking out because, you know, I, I almost got rear-ended in my mom's car. You know how bad that would have been. Oh, well, were you listening to music? Yeah, but uh, I saw the bears. It's just, and I, I slowed down because I saw them, but everyone behind me didn't, and I, I wasn't like the first one in line. 
Did I you get like, like so, did you get like so freaked out where you like turned down the music and you had to like think to yourself? Because <laughs> sometimes I'd be doing that when I get near car crashes. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm concerned that you say you'd be doing that sometimes when you get to near car crashes. <laughs> like that's a normal thing. But I was freaking out because it really looked like the 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 person driving behind me was not going to stop. Like I I they slammed on their brakes and didn't hit my mom's car. Thank God. But it was almost a really bad scene. <laughs> I, I just I, imagine Cole shit, just looking like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but imagine, mom, but imagine, imagine, car. <laughs> imagine you're driving your mom's car four hours away from home and you and it gets totaled. You know how screwed I would have been. <laughs> like, oh my god, that would have been so bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's it. Bless up. That's coming Cole's, to the end Cole's of this episode. Sound. Can I say something? Shout out oh, to Chaplin for dating Haley Steinfeld or whatever her name is. I apologize for my outburst in the middle of this video. <laughs> I was lagging, and I apologize for the language I may have said or what I said. It does not reflect my personal values. Have a good night, guys. We, we accept your apology. He said, no, fuck this episode. We're not uploading it. <laughs> I, we are keeping that in, by the way. That is staying in. That was golden. LT, I'm exposing your ass. LT went to the LT went to the Keep It a PC group chat and said, "It said this shit ain't dropping." I was angry. I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing. I was angry, and now I accept. I accept. But a text, a text mid episode is crazy. Bro. Yeah, a text mid episode is crazy. Anything else? That's my mind was racing. No, I was actually worried that you weren't going to be able to do the episode because you were lagging before it yeah. started. And I it was, actually I was went pretty good, aside from that one outburst. It did. I apologize. Pers it did. Perseverance. That's what we teach here in the Keep It PC podcast. Yes. All right. Coming to the end of this episode, before we end it, we got anything else to say, boys? You want to shout out anybody? Anyways, uh, we, <laughs> we got a Twitter, Keep It PC pod, Keep It PC pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to YouTube, listen to us on Spotify. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring this episode. And as always, have a great day.